afternoon, everyone. This is Guy with Good to Be Social, and I am very excited because today marks the first episode of our Legal Marketing 2.0 podcast. Uh, this is a point podcast that we will be having on a weekly basis. And today I am joined by uh, my esteemed colleague and our chief marketing officer here at Good to Be Social. Tim Barron. Hey, Guy. I am really excited about this. As you know, I'm a bit of a podcast geek. Um, so the idea and the reason why I'm a podcast geek is because I listen to so many. I get so many ideas, so many tips. It's, it's proven to be so helpful for me over the years. And what I want to do and what we want to do together is to provide that same kind of help, that same kind of information to uh, law firms and to legal vendors out there. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Well, we're excited too, and uh, let's kick it off. Yeah, let's go. Um, tell us a little bit. What do you think? Uh, what do you think people are going to get out of this podcast? You know, I tell you, we get a lot of questions all the time. Uh, we put out so much good content, and I'm like, "Hey, guy, why don't we put on a um, a podcast? Let's just have a conversation." And invite like some of the thought leaders around. We have a lot, a lot of really cool advisors, people who are on the cutting edge of legal. We're going to have them on this podcast. And but Kai, we're calling it 2.0. What is legal marketing 2.0 exactly? So that's a great question. You know, the more I think about uh, legal marketing and being, uh, you know, member of LMA and uh, attending many different conferences and and, and events. Uh, I always am concerned that we seem to be like two years behind where the rest of corporate America is when it comes to to marketing. Uh, we hear a lot about traditional marketing, but when it comes to you know the new type of marketing or analytical type of marketing that's going on out there, I just feel like you know we need to up the level of sophistication amongst legal marketers, and uh, and so that's why we created uh, Legal Marketing 2.0. And as you mentioned, we have some really great advisors, uh, CMOs at, at some major firms that, uh, for my opinion, really get the change in marketing and really relying on analytics and data and, and all the new cool technologies that are going out there that can really enhance uh, what's happening in the legal marketing space. Hey, Guy, you know what? I, I actually want us to get into what exactly, you know, some of the nuts and bolts of exactly what legal marketing is and what digital marketing is today. But uh, I wanted to find out a little bit about you. Like, how, what got you into uh, marketing in the first place? Well, I think I, I, I'm a marketer at, at <laughs> heart, quite frankly. As you know, I started out as a lawyer and uh, practiced customs and international trade law and pretty much hated it. Uh, but it's funny because the way I got my first uh, job as an attorney had everything to do with technology. Um, so I was trying to get a job uh, in a customs international trade law firm, uh, but I just couldn't seem to nail the interviews. And uh, I had good grades in law school, but nothing fantastic. Um, so one day I'm at Barnes & Noble and I come across a book called How to Make Money on the Internet. And uh, it had nothing to do with uh, legal marketing or, or law, uh, but I picked it up and I said to myself, hmm, how can I apply the lessons from this book uh, to, to the law? And the very next interview I had, I basically sold myself as, a, as an internet expert <laughs> and I got hired. And so that's, 
that's really what started me down the road when it comes to uh, the internet and, and marketing is, is getting that first experience and then really using um, the internet back then, there was no social media, but really using it to uh, help my law firm uh, get new clients and uh, we created one of the first law firm websites. Um, so I guess that's really where it all started. Wow, you know, Guy, what I love about our partnership is you have so much experience in legal. You know, you give a big law, you um, uh, came from ALM. I came from being a librarian to starting at legal tech. You know, I learned content marketing and then boom, we joined together. And it's fascinating though, to see how different marketing is for big law and then for legal vendors, or is it different? You know, I, I, I tell you, I joined here um, when I joined Good To Be Social, and I'm like, guy, you know, there, there might be some difference, differences. You know, people might say, look, I only need to do this, or I only need to do that. What do you think are some of the commonalities across all of legal? It could be for a legal vendor, it could be for a, a small firm, a solo practitioner, or a big law firm. What do you think some of the com commonalities? Well, I think the commonalities is uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to marketing, you're, you're trying to help sales, right? Uh, you're trying to get new customers or, or new clients. And, you know, traditionally, the legal industry, you use the word sales and, you know, lawyers freak out. You know, we're not salespeople. We're, we're lawyers. We're trusted advisors. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, and especially how competitive it is today, you are really trying to sell yourself. You're selling your se yourself. You're selling your law firm. You're selling your practice group. Uh, and so getting clients, uh, you know, business development is a challenge. So I think uh, across the board, whether you're selling a product, whether you're selling a service, uh, you have to be able to use the tools that are available today to basically get in front of your target audience, teach them about the benefits of your tools or your service and then get them comfortable enough with you so that they can hire you. Um, and I think that's consistent across pretty much uh, any type of company or any type of, uh, of firm is, uh, you know, using the technology really to educate your clients or prospects and then get them to hire you. Yeah, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago, um, or maybe it was a month ago, I was giving a presentation and it was to solos and small firms, and it really got me to thinking about this because the whole focus of my presentation was on how you can do it in sort of a low stress, like just a little time commitment way. So there's like different ways that you can do digital marketing, right? You there's some like really basics that you can do. Um, you know, I was just listened to, uh, ironically enough, a podcast and had that guy from SEO Moz. I think it's called Moz now, Rand Fiskin. And, um, and that's what he was saying. He goes, look, like for 30 minutes, like on a Monday, if all you have is like 30 minutes on a Monday and let's say another 30 minutes on a Friday or something, um, and you're like, okay, I want to do digital marketing. I want to do some SEO. I know I have to do content. Um, is there just like a core few things that anyone can do before, let's just say, hiring an agency to go make a real deep dive on this stuff? So that's a great point. And, uh, you know, in talking to a lot of lawyers, I think what I, what I often hear is I don't have time to do marketing or I don't have time to do business development. But I, I think it's like anything in life. You know, if it's important enough to you, 
you make time for it, right? If, if you want to lose weight, you want to make sure that you get to the gym every day. Uh, if you're trying to learn a new language, you, you put the time and effort. So it's really about figuring out how to fit it in into your daily routine or, or even your weekly routine. Um, I think that the nice thing about this new technology is that it's a, much, it's a lot easier to do than it used to be. Um, anyone can be a publisher today. Anyone can set up a blog. You can be up and running in, in no time. Uh, you can start creating your content. You can start building a platform. Um, and most of it is free. Uh, so it's just a matter of figuring out how you work it into your life. Uh, and, you know, what you said makes a lot of sense. You know, a lot of times I'll, I'll tell our clients, you know, spend, you know, half an hour uh, a day, you know, whether it's that it's half an hour in the morning or half an hour at the end of the day or 10 minutes uh, three times throughout the day, whatever it, it works for you. Uh, as long as you're you're doing it every day, you're putting in the effort, eventually you start to build uh, some assets and uh, you can really, you know, start seeing some results. Yeah. Hey, Guy, I just read earlier today. I, I don't know if you saw the same article, but uh, the American lawyer finally came out with the AMLA 100. Yeah, I saw it? that they came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah, did you get to check it out? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I did speak to uh, one of our clients yesterday, and they seem to be happy with the results. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, it's interesting because now that, that the AMLA 100 is out, we can now start to – do our research for the Social Law Firm Index 2017, right. uh, where we'll take the AML 100 and sort of analyze how they're doing, not just in social, but across the digital uh, spectrum. So that's one of the exciting things we're going to be doing this year is we're going to be uh, adding some new features and measuring some other stuff uh, because you know we see that it's not just about social anymore. Uh, there's really a whole gamut of different techniques and channels that law firms can use to really, um, you know, take it to the next level from their marketing and business development efforts. Yeah. You know, I, I come from, as I mentioned earlier, from uh, legal tech, uh, small vendors, uh, solos and small firms. And I see some of the challenges that they face. Um, for instance, you know, I would say five, six years ago, everyone, you know, just maybe one or two people were doing a, a webinar every quarter. They might put out an ebook. Now everyone is doing that. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit as we go along um, in the coming weeks on this podcast about each of those efforts and how you can make a difference. But what do you see different um, in big law, the challenges in big law now in order to stand out, in order to attract clients, in order to appeal to corporate counsel, as opposed to, let's say, 10 years ago, five, even five years ago? Well, that's a great question. So uh, what what is happening today is that there's a lot more competition in the market, um, and you see a lot of firms merging uh, with one another. You see a lot of uh, lateral movement between firms. Uh, so that has made a big change. Um, the other change is that more and more work coming out from uh, corporations, it's actually being handled by in-house counsel, not by uh, outside law firms. So, uh, And then last but not least, you have these new alternative legal service providers like the Axioms and, and the United Lexis and, and these types of companies. Um, so, uh, you know, legal services is becoming more and more commoditized. And so really what in-house counsel are looking for and, and 
I know this because we speak to in-house counsel very frequently, is they're looking for lawyers that primarily understand their business. That That's really what they care about is do you understand my business? Do you understand the problems, the issues, the challenges that I'm facing? Um, and, uh, you know, how can you help me with those issues? Uh, they're not so interested in, in awards. They're not so interested in, you know, all of these different things that uh, that lawyers tend to think are important. They're not that important to the client. At the end of the day, clients really only care about one thing, and that is themselves. And they're looking for someone that understands them, understands their issues, understands uh, their business. Um, and so that's really been a, a change. And as a result of that, you know, there is more and more competition to differentiate one firm from the other. There's more competition to figure out uh, how you can provide added value to your clients. Um, how do you enhance the overall experience of your clients so that it doesn't end, the courtship doesn't end once they sign a retainer, but throughout the, throughout the whole experience, it's a good experience so that when the particular engagement or the particular transaction or project is done, they will not only continue to work with you, but they'll refer you to other uh, people within their company or to other people outside their company um, and you know, want to learn more about what you can do for them. And so it, it, it has really moved from a transactional type of service to a more consultative, long-term type of service. And uh, it, it's a real challenge for lawyers and for legal marketers to understand how you can actually provide value throughout the experience from, from someone looking for legal services all the way to someone actually recommending your services or becoming an advocate. Um, you know, Guy, to your point, I don't know if you remember, but the first time I met you, you were moderating a panel and there were big law uh, marketers on there and all they could talk about was content. Right? How do you find um, how how does a law firm differentiate uh, themselves? How do you even find a law firm when you have a problem? And I know you and I look. We so you and I, guy, we agree on a lot of things, and there are some things that we have like like um, uh, different ideas about. But we hundred percent agree on content. I mean, we 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 know what content does. We see what it does. We help law firms do it. We help legal vendors do it. What do you think about how content plays a role? I mean, we're going to do some deep dives, of course, obviously, in later episodes. Well, I think, you know, content is everything. You know, without content, what I like to say is content is is what fuels everything. And, and without content, you can't really do much on the digital side. I mean, sure, you could... You could do some uh, some Google AdWord campaigns, or you could do some some social advertising. But even there, uh, unless you have some good foundational content, uh, you're not going to be very successful. Um, and you know, I, I think the challenge for law firms and lawyers is it's not so much that they're not producing content. I, I, I think most firms are producing content. It's the type of content they're producing. Right, uh, they're producing content that is very much uh, inward focused. It's focused around the firm. It's fo- it's focused around their attorneys, the awards, their events, um, and it's not focused on the client. Yeah. And so I think that's a that's a major shift that needs to take place. Um, 
is, you know, really create content that anticipates what a client is thinking or tries to provide um, answers or tries to provide uh, questions even about a particular issue. And I think a lawyer in his role as a trusted advisor, you know, being able to just understand a, a new rule, a new change, a new court decision, and basically asking questions. You know, one of the first things they teach you in law school is spot the issues, right? They give you a fact pattern. They say, you know, what are the issues involved here? And so just doing that in your content, you know, saying, hey, this just came out. It might mean this. It might mean that. It might have this effect. If you want to learn more, contact us. Um, that's very, very valuable. So, you know, Guy, I mean, one of the things I'd love to talk about at some point, um, I, I know that we're, this is our introductory podcast, and we want to give a little bit of an overview of what we'll be doing, but is to talk, a lot of questions I hear about content is, so we want to be a thought leadership, you know, there's, there's a whole concept of thought leadership, right? Um, and then there is the content that actually drives leads, right? Um, so it has to be related to a certain topic, and, and how do you, I mean, like, manage all of these? And a big thing for me is how do you manage things with fewer resources, right, mm-hmm. in, including human capital? And um, obviously that's something that, I, that, that we want to go into um, at some point. But, um, but do you have no, – so one of the things that, that I hear on podcasts a lot, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you? Uh, not as many as you do, but uh, but I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, because I was going to put you on the spot and, yeah. and ask you like what are what are um, a couple of your favorite podcasts. It doesn't right. have to be legal or anything right. like that. Right. Um, and uh, and and one of the things I know that that you believe in that I believe in that almost every um, every podcast that I listen to, it could be the guest or it could be the host. They talk about reading, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be reading a book. It could be reading um, reading articles. Um, so, what are if, if you had to recommend, like uh, let's say, like two or three books, and also maybe some trusted sources, like um, yep. uh, online magazines, whatever. Sure. So, I think uh, a couple of books I would recommend. Um, first and foremost, I would recommend Content Inc which is uh, the author of that is Joe Paluzzi, who's the uh, founder of the Content Marketing Institute. Uh, I think if you're trying to figure out this new model of marketing and how to market with content, I think it's an excellent book and it provides you with a lot of, uh, of ideas. And, you know, basically tells you how he built his company uh, through content marketing. So I think that's a, that's a good book. Um, another book uh, that I think is really good is is The Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and in that book, Seth talks about, you know, how do ideas go viral and, and, and what do marketers need to do, not just to differentiate their marketing campaigns, but uh, to help their, their companies, or in this case, their law firms, differentiate their product. Um, so that's another book that I would highly recommend. And then uh, recently, uh, I read the book, The Analytical Marketer by uh, Adele uh, Swede. Uh, and uh, she's the, I think she's a CMO at SAS. And she talks in that book about how, you know, the, the shift between traditional marketer and, and analytical marketing, which is da- data-driven marketing, 
And it's, you know, it, it talks about how she changed her whole department, her marketing department into an ana analytical marketing department and how she used automation and, and, and different technologies and processes to really go to a place where they are able to make data-driven decisions instead of uh, decisions made by instinct or, or gut feeling. Um, so those are three books that I think are, are definitely, you know, uh, something I would recommend. In terms of resources online, there's so much online. Um, you know, I get the, the daily content marketing email. I find a lot of great stuff there uh, on a daily basis. Um, I read a lot of the emails that get sent by, uh, by Deloitte uh, and by Forrester on uh, overall trends, macro trends. Um, I visit Social Media Examiner, uh, Search Engine Journal. Um, there's some deep yeah. dives there. Yeah, there's some deep dives. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. So I love I love Content Marketing Institute also. What do you read? Um, <laughs> what do you listen so to? So you know what? Um, so you know what? I'm going to be a little different here, and I'm going to go. Do you know? I don't know if you know, but today is on Twitter. There's a hashtag, and it's called um, your fa what is it called favorite superhero. Okay. Yeah. Do you see, you see that? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> so that's a hashtag that's trending on on, on Twitter today, and um, so I put in a lawyer as a my my favorite superhero, and this guy Brian Stevenson. He has an amazing TED talk, and he's the executive director of Equal Justice Initiative, and uh, he wrote a book called Just Mercy, mm -hmm. uh, which is is one of my favorite books of this. So I'm going. Like totally away from mar from marketing, but a, a couple of podcasts that I really like is the Peter Bregman Leadership um, Podcast. I don't mm -hmm. know if you ever listened to it. No, He's, I haven't. He does an amazing job with that. Highly recommend it. Um, the Freakonomics just always oh, yeah. Yeah. always interesting, yep. always challenging. Um, and um, there's one more. It's called the Leverage Podcast. And um, they talk about life hacks and about marketing hacks, uh, stuff like that. But there's a lot of really, really good. So this is how I this is how I um, I view podcasts, right? So if there's something I think I like, um, if if there's a topic or or even like host, you know, it hosts count for a lot. You know, if you go if you hop onto a podcast and the host is annoying, or you're not going to go back on, right? Um, so there are I would subscribe to maybe like thirty at any one given point, um, and I have no problem deleting after like two episodes, right? But there are, there are those that offer compelling stuff um, who have like like a great banter and who's, who's a really great conversational tone. Um, and from that, you can learn a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and they really speak to issues that, 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 that you find interesting. And, um, but I, you know, I go back and forth. I delete, I delete, I add. So now I've honed it. To sort of a beautiful twenty. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean it will not go up 20? to thirty at some wow. point. Wow, that's um, a lot of podcasts. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I it, for me, it's you know, walking back and forth to work. It's right. going to the gym. You right. know, um, when I'm in line at Whole Foods or something like that, boom, podcast goes on. Um, it's like a useful, a useful use of your time as opposed to taking up your phone and scrolling through, which everyone does while they walk on the sidewalk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that's great. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about. You know what we want to be, what we're going to be covering uh, okay. over the next uh, over the next months and and, and over the next year. Um, you know, and as 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 uh, we discussed, you know, part of the goal here is certainly we want to talk about some of the things we're doing at Good to Be Social and invite some of our clients to come in and, and talk a little bit about their challenges and and how they're uh, 
looking at different things from a marketing perspective. But I think the goal is, is um, you know, to bring in some outside outside experts as well, uh, people maybe outside the legal industry uh, that are doing unique things that could be applied to the legal industry. Uh, as I as I mentioned before, you know, legal marketing 2.0 is really to look at at uh, you know the the new type of marketing, analytical, uh, data driven type of marketing. So, uh, looking at things like uh, uh, client segmentation and lead segmentation and uh, scoring, and looking like things like marketing automation and drip campaigns, and uh, you know how to implement analytics, what to measure. Um, looking at things like uh, you know. Facebook advertising, which is starting to grow tremendously, or the new LinkedIn advertising with the new features that they've just added to their service. Uh, clearly, uh, SEO, we want to talk about the importance of SEO and some of the new uh, techniques and things that we're seeing around that and invite some some SEO gurus in. Um, what else do you think we should be covering? You know, I got to tell you, Guy, full disclosure, right? So I love content. I, I know what we're, you know, I've seen what works. But, you know, I, I joined Get to Be Social and then kicking and screaming, guy brought me along to this point with segmentation, automation, measurements, like, 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 and I tell you, I've seen it. You, you really, you just, you walk the talk, right? So, so, and I, and I've seen how it works. Um, and now I'm a believer, right? So like Saul on the road to Damascus, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh. So yeah, we, I mean, we already have some uh, some really good uh, guest spots um, in hand, and some of some of the other ones that we're talking talking to that I think you'll find not just interesting but really very useful um, for your practice. Whether you are a legal tech company, whether you're a legal vendor, um, a small firm, or a big law firm, right? So we're excited about this. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's exciting. Uh, we're we're very much looking forward to it. Uh, we hope to get uh, your feedback. Uh, if there's topics that you'd like us to talk about, um, you know, please feel free to to shoot us an email. Um, and uh, the idea here is we'll be posting these podcasts uh, to our site. Uh, we'll also be sharing them in the in the Legal Marketing 2.0 uh, LinkedIn group. Um, and then, um, and then we'll take your ideas. Um, right. And, um, and the email is podcast at good to be social.com, which is G O O D the letter, um, the number two, the letter B social.com. So we look forward to hearing from you and remember this is, so what are we trying to do? Right. So what we preach to law firms and to anyone that we help out is that you have to be client centric, meaning that you have to think about what your client wants. And this is what we hope this podcast will be too. Not about us, but anything that we discuss here is because we hear from clients and we hear from other folks in the legal vertical about what their problems are in marketing, in digital. And this will be an attempt to for us to address some of those issues for you. Great. All right. Well, we're looking forward to All it. All right. Man. Thank you, Tim. Sure. All righty. Until next time, everyone. Bye-bye.